Hi everyone, welcome back to She Prop Talk. I'm Beverly from Down and Creative Studios, and today I have two very special guests. I'm very excited to talk to both of them. The editor-in-chief from the Cosplay Journal. Hello, Holly. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and I also have Meg, who is the photographer. You're the main photographer for the Cosplay yes. Journal? Awesome. Yes, yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today and talking to me um, on the podcast. Awesome. It's good to be chatting, especially since what, what we're doing is in the UK and in the States. It's really cool to be talking to people like yeah. all over yeah. the world about it. Yes. Um, and I thank you for taking the time. I know this is, again, short notice. I seem to do that to all of my guests. I'm like, hey, can you talk, you know, maybe tomorrow? It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. Some days are lazy days. We don't so have anything okay. on. <laughs> making podcasts. That's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, so the two of you, are are you the, um, did the Cosplay Journal, so f- let's back up just a little bit for our listeners. Can you please tell us what the Cosplay Journal is? Okay, so the Cosplay Journal is essentially a coffee table style magazine about cosplay and cosplay lifestyle for people who either, you can either be very involved in the scene or complete beginners and everything in between. Uh, What we do is we focus on the diversity of the scene, be that through craft or the people involved and showcasing that. So people who are from every different background, any different race, gender, sexuality, anything, you know, cosplay is for everybody. Uh, but we also want to showcase all sorts of different crafts, be they modern crafts, like using 3D printing or graphic design mm-hmm. or laser cutters or anything like that, or very old fashioned, old school crafts like embroidery and leather work, mm-hmm. um, as well as things like performance, uh, videography, uh, photography, everything. You know, we don't, there is so much part of cosplay that people forget about. Mm-hmm. They just see person in costume and that's kind mm-hmm. of it. And then there's so much more to it than that, which obviously you guys talk about a lot mm-hmm. and it's something that the shoe props community is so good on uh is about like promoting all these different areas that okay you might not wear cosplay but if you're making videos about it or mm-hmm. you're promoting it online you're you know a photographer you're still part of the community mm-hmm. whether you're wearing the costume or not and we love looking at every angle of it like that so we try and get as many people as possible involved that's amazing well you're in your second you just released your second volume yes and we, <clears throat> we are releasing in a month and a half. Oh, wow. So we, <laughs> the quickest turnover we can manage. <laughs> Such a small team, we can't go faster. But yeah. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Um, so I can only imagine the immense amount of work that goes into creating uh, a publication like this. Um, how do you find the time? And do you still, because you're, you are, Holly, you're a cosplayer as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Meg, you're a photographer. So how do you find time to fit all of that? Has this project been kind of all encompassing or uh, like yeah. your con crunches now release date crunch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it was with the first issue. It was definitely. The oh, second my... one left though. But yeah. The first one definitely. First one mm-hmm. um, was very intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, essentially the journal has become my day job. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because I'm a journalist in real life. That's my job. Mm-hmm. So the journal has become very much my main project while I freelance. Uh, on the side, mm-hmm. uh, which is great for me because it means I have uh, my own publication, which is great, and I'm in charge of that. So that's yeah. better than working for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, doing some roundabouts in that regard, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it does put a lot of pressure on me 
especially getting out, like you said, for deadlines and stuff, because I think I do everything. Yeah, you do yeah. a lot. I do, wow. yeah. You do a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, and you throw me some curveballs as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> Ted is a writing team, so I organize all the writers, I find all the writers, mm-hmm. I then edit their work. Um, I'll also be in charge of making sure all the models are on time, push photo shoots, finding the locations. Oh, wow. Everything. Um and, and you're very good. You're very I'm your good keeper, at... so I'm yeah. like, it's okay, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like crying. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll listen <laughs> to all their ways, so it's fine. This sounds, this sounds very much like cosplay. Like, you you do everything, <laughs> you're, you you manage everything, you usually hopefully have someone that is supporting you and helping you along and helping you take care of little details along the way yep. and being your your team. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's exactly it. I feel like the journal is pretty much an extension of my life as a cosplayer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has like, such a strong vibe of it. It's like, oh no, I started this like four months ago and it's still not finished and the deadline is there. How has this happened? I was so prepared. Right. Yeah. Well, I yep. think this, this, this kind of project is incredible and I love seeing that, um, that people are using cosplay as a... Um, springboard into another part of their their lives, their 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 everyday lives, the things that they have that they love to do, or something that they're interested in doing, like taking cosplay into that second level, if you will. Like for me, it was doing this podcast, which was kind of out of my comfort zone, but something I really wanted to do, so I could talk to folks like you. Um, so how wonderful has it been to have this extension of yourself? Um, of yourselves taking your talents and your interests into this other media I, mean, I guess for, me, for, for you because this is your day like you, you it are is my job editor. yeah so this was actually kind of the other way around in that i yeah. got to be able to take my hobby mm-hmm. as cosplay and bring that into what i did or what i was doing kind of every day because the cosplay journal was brought to me by the publishers we're working with like well not the journal itself uh, a kind of an idea of creating a cosplay book was sort of just pictures yeah just pictures and I was like no one's gonna buy a book that's just pictures they've tried that (laughs) we've done that right that book exists yeah and honestly the cosplay community wants more and so for me it was very much going well I do this as a job so why don't I bring all my expertise from that side of my life and put them into cosplay Mm -hmm. so it was more like being able to take something that has been so I've been a cosplayer since I was about 14 uh Long wow. Time. Um, <laughs> long time. Uh, and being able to kind of go, oh, this thing was kind of so separate and kind of on its own, and I never really knew what to, how to attach it to the rest of my life. And suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And what that's done, actually, because I have the passion for cosplay in the same way as I have passion for writing, is that it suddenly springboarded me and everything that I'm doing in my career because my passion is showing through in both places at once. And so it's suddenly like, oh, this is big this is something new and this is something different and people are taking notice of that so Mm. for me it's been a massive change and a massive boost to not only my confidence but also what I'm doing as a writer yeah Um, that was sorry (laughs) um and yeah it's been very very interesting as a development thing because I was pure and simple a writer a journalist that's what I did I didn't I wasn't a manager or an editor beforehand and now I am very much more those things. I'm very much the editor. I'm very much in charge. Um, <laughs> and having to organize people and micromanage all these situations and all this sort of stuff to like the nth degree because yeah. I am a horrible perfectionist. And yeah. If I wasn't, I don't think it would work. Uh, I have moments where I'm like, I am 
Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and then I have three months to write, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why did I not see this in the Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> no, it's a lie. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I have these swings of roundabouts from like Meryl Streep to like Mina in Ugly Betty, and that's uh-huh. like the two yeah. extremes Crying of my in the life. Shower, yeah. like, yes. I don't want to see this anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's great though. It's really good fun. So I I would say that's it. It's more that kind of I took I brought cosplay closer to what I do every day, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, uh, that's you're beautiful. Different. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty yeah. different actually because I wasn't really a big photographer. Like I did it for my friends at conventions. Mm-hmm. I was also a cosplayer as well, so I was like, hey, it's just me and the guys, we're having a good time. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was like one of the first conventions we sort of like went properly mm-hmm. together to. Yeah. And um, I had my camera with me, and I was like, oh, I'll take a few photos. And um, you're like, those those are pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> You should do this more often, and yeah. you're still like bugging me for edits on that lovely graphic <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, I sort of like was only I wasn't really a person photographer. I was a person. Uh, I did um, macro photography, so like bugs and okay. water and flowers. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so I did very like just na- nature shots and all that. I really enjoyed that, but um, it was quite easy for me to transition into cosplay because I sort of just knew it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just catch people. What- they would like to see of themselves seeing them in their power strike so and then you made me go to university <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. you should learn this you're yeah good. you're like how about you go and get a degree now <laughs> and, oh that's um, excellent wow yeah so now i'm currently um in study because um i w- when you were starting the journal um i had left my job um I wasn't expecting to leave my job that soon <laughs> but I left my job um and I was a bit like floaty and lost um so I because I wanted to be a professional golfer at one point that was a that was oh. a weird end of my life yeah oh, but uh, yeah so it was taking that sort of turn <laughs> and finding new routes and just doing something I just enjoyed and I knew that I was you know just enjoy it yeah yeah what's really interesting working on in the journal with you especially is because you're studying at the moment Every time we do a shoot, it's different. It's different, and like we see the moment we see. I've seen the improvement the from volume one to volume three. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I'll be like with the first issue, be like, oh my god, no, don't look at that anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're our own worst critics, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is really nice to hear that sort of praise of like you've improved so much between one and two, and number three is just again next level and I, I consider myself as a modest person with my photos but even I'm like yeah it's definitely like I've really stepped up my game yeah like, mm-hmm. it's been really good fun yeah yeah well I think there's something to be said of uh being able to look at your work and being confident that yes you're learning along the way um but that your old work there's definitely it's valid and and wonderful oh, yeah. and you can see those those moments and especially in a publication like the cosplay journal which has distribution and um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's wonderful to be able to put yourself out there. It's kind of a vulnerability as well, which is something that we all kind of tackle as cosplayers and as artists, as photographers. Um, I think that's, that's wonderful. It's, it's, a, it's an ongoing story. And you yeah. learn so much when you're sort yeah. of like thrown into the end. Because am I the sole photographer for if you want? Near enough the sole Near photographer. Near enough, yeah. Um, so that was, that was a lot of shoots, that was about 10 to 12 shoots, I would say. Yeah. And so that was a lot to be thrown into the deep end, hundreds of photos were taken, well, 
thousands of photos, but hundreds yeah. of photos yeah. were edited. <laughs> and that was a lot in the turnaround, and it got quicker and quicker and quicker, um, which is that if you told me to do this many photos now, I'd be like, oh my god, no. Um, but now that I've built up and I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can do like 40 in a day and be quite comfortable with that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. It's intense. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, it's honestly, it is the part what I need to do is the quick turnaround sort of stuff because models might cancel and things get changed around. So you mm-hmm. need to be ready to just go, yep, I can do that this weekend. Let's go. Um, yeah. And then edit it that same weekend where we have yeah. been there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was looking at the, uh, at the roster of um, talent that you have on the second volume and it is impressive yeah you have worked with collaborated and worked with so many amazing artists that's that's got to be really incredible it is amazing experience to work with them every single cosplayer we work with is a joy i have to say and every time we do a shoot it's like you know we we become friends yeah you're having a really nice time i don't think we've had a single shoot that's been a bad experience no no, Even no. when it's been cold and rainy oh, and wet, got cold, at seven in the morning <laughs> when you're out. <laughs> Those are some bonding experiences. Exactly. Yeah, we were like all huddled up in the car, and then all these kids because we went to this park, uh, like forest it was area. A, yeah, like a public forest. Yeah, public forest, and um, these kids just saw uh, the dragonborn, and they were like, "There's a dragonborn in this forest." <laughs> and mine. Yeah, it was so funny. And we're there, like, please, we just want to be warm. Yeah, but yeah. you know. <laughs> They're kids. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And the park ranger stopped as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a day. It was a day. Uh, we were like, please just leave us alone. We're so cold. Oh, my goodness. It was good. It was really yeah. good. Like, we've always had only good responses from that. And, yeah. oh, the, what about the ghost rider in the park? Oh, my God. Okay, so in volume one, which I don't know if you've seen, there's yes. a ghost rider cosplayer who has, uh, like, his head is full of LEDs. It's like 27 L- uh, LED batteries on yeah. his back. It's an crazy amount of... So he... Like, oh, wow. he actually, I took a behind-the-scenes picture on my phone just so you get an idea of this, and the amount of light coming out from, like, diffused on my phone, like, I couldn't take a proper picture of him. It, it was, was really strange. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're taking this, sh- we're doing this shoot, and we're kind of in a back alley around my town, kind of trying to make it, like, grim and gritty like New York, despite being in, like, small-town England, which uh-huh. doesn't look like doesn't that. Work. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we made it work. Yeah, it was fine. We found a wall. Yes. Anyway, so we take this picture, and this family walk past with their dog, and their dog just loses it. Oh, I bet. Over oh this flaming man. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. the, the kids and the parents are like, oh, that's amazing. Take some pictures, take some selfies, take all this stuff. And he was really good yeah. and loving it. But the dog is just... <laughs> Not I wish I'd got a film of it like them. And they're like, your dog is clearly unhappy. And they came back twice because they wanted to take more pictures of me. And we were just like, oh my god, this poor animal. Oh my god. It's so traumatizing. It was fine. They were fine. It was, it was just, it's, we've never had really a bad interaction no. with the public either. No, not They're always interested. Yeah. That's the, like, the most positive response we've gotten. <laughs> pretty much any shoot we do in public we'll have people come up and ask us what we're doing and we'll explain mm-hmm. and they're normally like, that's really cool. Uh, and mm. then normally, uh, we've had a few times where people have asked, had photos and almost mm. all the cosplayers, because they're used to cons and stuff, they're yeah. like, sure, yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a wonderful one with Vicky, who's the cover of Volume 2, mm-hmm. the aerial cover, where, really great shoot as well. Um, mm. But, uh, <laughs> so, long story short, we were shooting near where my aunt and uncle live and 
um, my cousin is like three and he wanted to come and see the mermaid so they brought him to see it oh and wow well so she went straight into disney princess the accent <laughs> with everything wonderful like completely and he was just in love with her from the moment he saw her. it was wonderful it was like, so sweet he You're was like, just oh. like oh the mermaid and you were like oh no we're never yes. gonna get he went full <laughs> and it was just my thing to be like this is so Like we have so many stories like that because like every time we it's just a laugh. It is it's great. Because well, our shoots are very relaxed as well. Well no, mm-hmm. you're very relaxed. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Yeah, you're special. timing. <laughs> <laughs> we have this long Yeah. I'm chill. I make them relax and uh, yeah. then we get shots. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well those those images of um and I'm so sorry, what what is the, the name of the aerial cosplayer? Um, well, home's Vicky, uh, but Vicky. she's Pexical. Pexical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, she's a disabled cosplayer, and she yeah. would cast herself as her disability is partially invisible. So sometimes she needs to use a chair or a stick or something, yes. but a lot of the time she does. Um, and EDS essentially can, it, it's muscle hyper mobility. Yeah. So it affects her musculature, and so mm-hmm. she can have things like heart palpitations as well along with this it's not just like the physicality of moving and walking mm-hmm. um she it can cause like quite severe heart issues um like she can just pass out like that mm. like and just go mm. um yeah. things like she's not allowed to drive and stuff like that so the whole shoot had we organized the whole shoot to be near her yeah, local. so we drove two hours to get to her and do oh, the wow. whole shoot near her so had someone pick her up and take her back and everything yeah. so that we could work and we actually had to make sure that she had we had to book the shoot on a day where she could have two days of work the day before and then days of work the day after so that she could recover and be yeah. prepared for it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's intense. It was a really intense day, actually. And she's amazing. Um, and obviously, she talks about that a lot in the interview and the piece that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And the like the cost, we were kind of talking to her because she does a lot of Disney princesses. And I was like, well, which one would you want to do? And she was like, well, I want to do Ariel. And uh, the kind of significance of Ariel as both the mermaid and the princess and all this sort of stuff and the kind of the way the shoot fitted with her disability and that mm-hmm. character uh, felt very um, fortuitous and it, it mm-hmm. worked really beautifully. And I feel like the piece kind of came together in this wonderful way with that shoot and how she talks about her disability. Mm-hmm. And it was really important to us to put her front and center mm-hmm. and be like, she is talking about this and we're going to put her on the cover. and okay, sure, you know, she's not in a wheelchair, but at the same time, is that your, is that the concept of the viewer that disabled people should always be like that or? Fitting fitting into their narrative. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was very much kind of thinking about how to present it and how to kind of achieve this thing of being honest to her without, Mm -hmm. gosh, I sound like such a pretentious journalist. Because I am, um, and, <laughs> but and to represent, a, like you said, a, an area of cosplay that isn't represented that much. Mm-hmm. So uh, volume one, again, we made a very. This was kind of my yeah. My decision was very much to be like volume one. We are putting a black woman on the cover. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. We're gonna go in and we're gonna make. We're gonna be like, hey, we're not like every other cosplay magazine. We're, yes. we're going to showcase people who you don't often see because I'm very mm-hmm. aware of the fact that the cosplay community does often focus on light-skinned women yes who are often hypersexualized and that's mm-hmm. 
you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's completely their thing. <laughs> we wanted to put Amelia, who's a very powerful black woman, as a powerful black woman. She's Teodama Dharma from parts of the Caribbean onto the cover, and she looks incredible. Uh, and I think it really kind of made the journal stand out. I feel like she the... deserved the front cover. She did. She got in the lake. <laughs> in November, she got in the lake. She got in a lake in November, yeah. Oh, my goodness. She's standing in the water, like, up yeah. to her knees. Yeah. It, oh, wow. Yeah. She was wearing well. She was wearing well, yeah. but still, that yeah. dress got soaked. <laughs> she did such a oh good job. She was such goodness. a champ. Yeah. And you were a champ as well, because you got in there as well. I was like, yeah, go go in deeper. And then I didn't really realise. I was like, as a photographer, <laughs> you're all in the high dry. I'm like, go go further. Like, I'm not going oh, any yeah. further. It will go over <laughs> no. the top of the way. It was a good day. That was a good day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of the things that I'm very conscious about is making sure that we have uh, the voices of varying different people in the cosplay mm-hmm. community yeah. not just featured and doing interviews but actually writing mm-hmm. their own pieces and being mm-hmm. able to you know completely dictate their own voice in the, in the journal because nobody wants to hear from me over and over again that's so boring <laughs> like that would be like the ollie show and no one wants that <laughs> uh please support me um so I do try and like approach as many people as possible and try and get as many people involved in the journal as possible. And so we not, you know, we have kind of, I would say like a base group of 15 writers who we know we can go to, but I always try and get new people in, mm. new people giving their opinions, new people bringing their stories. Because if you're somebody who looks at cosplay online and all you see is this very prescribed version of what it is, which mm-hmm. I think all of us would admit that especially in like, the wider media is a very certain look to cosplay. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, you very rarely see plus size cosplayers unless it's mm-hmm. like a specific 10 amazing plus size cosplayers yeah. list or something. Right. Or you very rarely see people of color uh, cosplaying and all that sort of stuff unless it's kind of the stereotyped cute Japanese girl, which has its own issues <laughs> involved in it. Yeah. And I think if you see someone who looks like you cosplaying, you're going to go, oh my god, I can do that too, you know? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to go, oh, I'm not excluded from this. Um, so the big one we wanted to do is, in the UK, there's always been a kind of divide for young men in cosplay. Like, they feel like they're not necessarily welcome. Mm-hmm. Or, especially in the past, there's been it's definitely been more female-dominated. And that's mm-hmm. good in many ways, because it's nice that women have their own space. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's great. But I also wanted to make sure that young men, young black men, young Asian men could see themselves in cosplay and not feel afraid of it because if they could get involved then maybe all those amazing women who are involved would help them not make comments on the internet about girl suits. I don't yes. know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, like I'd love to see more guys learning to sew. Mm. I would love that, that would be great, especially since like... They always think they have to make armour. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> we'd love, I would love to see more guys learning to do the sewing and embroidery and mm. stuff that would be great and it not be a feminine in inverted commas thing yes uh, as as well as vice versa so in the third volume coming up we have a piece being written by she's a mechanic and she's writing about how she uses mechanics and engineering and electronics in her cosplay and encouraging girls in stem subjects oh, uh, awesome. because cosplay i think it's seen as an art but there's so much engineering and like know-how of how to like build a pair of wings or yeah, all the coding co- yeah the coding of leds the way people uh use electronics in their costumes not just for lights but for smoke machines and all this stuff it's like that's science 
you know yeah. <laughs> there is so much here so many elements to yeah it. so that's a really it's big amazing. thing for us yeah. it's talking about that and being like you know this is a place this is an area where there's a lot of girls a lot of uh, you know women whatever so however you wish to identify um so let why not say that what you're doing is the same as mechanics or the same as coding mm -hmm. or anything like that you're just as good as that absolutely it's very cool also you know people are now doing things like blacksmithing which is awesome <laughs> oh my gosh i know it is every time i see someone that actually forged their armor or their weapon or their props it's like oh my Oh my gosh. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, they have included somewhere in their, in their journey that they're documenting and they're sharing those processes with, with people. Mm. And it's been awesome for me. It's been, um, I kind of, I got into cosplay a little bit later on in life and, um, it's been so wonderful to be able to learn new, new methods of doing things. And I mean, I don't know that I would ever have learned how to use a soldering iron to, <laughs> to use leds but suddenly with this hobby it's like all of this stuff is accessible and what i love about the cosplay journal is that you you do have such a wide range of um artists and makers that you have interviewed and that you have featured it's it's really like a little bit of everything and the stories and getting the origin stories is so nice to be able to get a glimpse of how they started and what their humble beginnings were and how things have morphed into more complicated work and you know but everyone starts somewhere and I think that is something that I um, when I was reading through the the journal that was wonderful to see that anyone could pick up this publication and say oh I could do I could do this this is attainable like I, I can actually I don't have to have a degree in engineering to maybe learn how to incorporate some of these more complicated things into my I like I there's there's no such thing as this is just my opinion. Um, someone who was born with the talent to do all of this stuff, we all have to learn. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, definitely yeah. not. That's, you know, we have to start somewhere. Yeah. I would say I was the least <laughs> natural so like sewer in the world when I first started. <laughs> I have no natural ability in that direction <laughs> at all. Uh, and now I would say it's definitely my best skill uh, because I pursued it and I pushed and I pushed and I mm -hmm. wanted to learn, you know. Uh, and it wasn't because, oh, yeah, I've got a natural talent using a sewing machine no it's because I practice it doesn't every happen day overnight. you know yeah. it doesn't happen overnight so that I think that's something amazing the thing with the journal that you picked up on that we really wanted to show was that anybody can do this mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I didn't feel like we needed an, we needed to have tutorials in there mm -hmm. because the internet's full of that there's loads of groups online there's loads of YouTube videos but to have somebody say and have someone sitting there and saying, look, I might be here now, but I started at this point and I learned and I went to school and I, or I went online and I taught myself, you know, all of that. I think that's so much more encouraging than necessarily being confronted with a tutorial where you have to follow each step yeah. and it'll look like this because that doesn't always work. <laughs> you can yeah. follow the steps <laughs> as best you want. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to look like the end product. Sure. Right. <laughs> Whereas having someone go, I did it and I practiced and I learned and I improved and uh -huh. I made mistakes along the way and it was yeah. hard. Yeah. That's so much more encouraging because you can see yourself in that. Whether that person's doing the skills you particularly want to do, whether they're, you know, they might be a prop maker, whereas you particularly like sewing or wigs or something. But if they're sat there going, hey, look, I, I spent 15 years building up my, 
my abilities, you're going to go, oh, okay, cool, well, I can do this too. Okay, it might take me 15 years, right. but <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean me being bad at this right now is anything. So it's very important to kind of tell people that, I think. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. See, so often we only see the finished product. Yeah. And that's not just the finished product of months of work, it's the finished product of, you know, years of being at university or at school and learning or, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to come from a family that's very crafty or, you know, you've been teaching yourself on and off for a few years, like you never see that behind the scenes thing, you only see what's at the end. Right. And as a community, I think we need people to go, and again, it's something that happens very much in the shoe props group and in other groups I'm in online, where people are there going, I've been doing this for freaking years. Like, uh, <laughs> I love the thing where it's like, oh, this is me when I started and this is me now mm, and showing yeah. the difference. And it's so great, I yeah. think. So yeah, People are way cool. too used to instant gratification. So people think it can be done overnight and things that mm-hmm. look simple. They look simple because they've practiced and honed it mm-hmm. to make it yeah. look flawless. Nothing is as easy as it looks. And yeah. that's the most important. Thing, but people have to learn and accept. Sorry, I split my nail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Shut up about your suffering. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the, the instant gratification. The instant gratification um, that people are used to, um, they need to learn and desensitize from that and mm-hmm. really get used to that. Um, because, yeah, it's all honed. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined my vibe. I was Sorry. like going on on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um yeah I, th- I think it's just as important to to be transparent and honest about your successes as you are with your not necessarily failures I've talked about this before in prior podcasts and that um a failure is just something that you've learned you've just learned not to do it that way and sharing those things you don't have to be careful about and I, I wish everyone would do this you're like oh I, I totally messed up on this look <laughs> this is what it looks like yes. when you do this when I and I'm myself sharing with, with you yeah <laughs> you painted yourself with alcohol-based paint and it was just it wouldn't come off it wouldn't come it off would not I come really off. wanted to make my fraud and I was like so worried if I did it in the summer it would just melt off and I hadn't really worked with body paint before, but I asked all these people that do the same costume. I was like, hey, so what do you use? It doesn't come off. And they're like, oh, I used alcohol-based paint. And I was like, cool. <laughs> How do you remove it after oh, applying yeah. it? <laughs> they went, oh, well, I'm allergic to coconut oil, but that works. Didn't work for me. Oh, no. I was like faintly blue for at least a week. Yeah, it was really funny. And it was around my eye as well. <gasps> oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Never did that again. We didn't do that again. And I only cosplayed him once. Yeah. And it was oh, in the wow. winter in Germany where it was snowing, so no chance of sweating. It was, it was fine, fine there. No, it was good. <laughs> yeah, and we had, we, we had one recently where I was rooting a wig. And oh. I've been following a tutorial that's been made by a girl in the States. And so she'd just been like, get surgical spirits, rubbing alcohol, that'll do the job. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And did not realize in the UK, if you buy either of these products, they're made with oil. Whereas oh. like, if you buy them in the States, they're not, apparently, or at least in certain areas. Oh, wow. Uh, and I didn't know that. Because I was like, well, I was just following this tutorial, and I assumed it was the same. No. Um, um, or at least where she was, she was like, this is totally fine. Um, and so I just rooted like half this wig, and I was like, why isn't this like drying properly? Why has it got like this? Yeah, because I got my irons, and I started fixing Yeah, yeah, we were like, like fixing mm. the ends, and we were like, this isn't right. Oh. And I had to wash the whole wig out to get the oil out of it. Oh my and gosh. And had to completely 
start again. Yeah, because of the oil, none of the ink set in, so it all came out. So all your hours and hours of work um, gone. Gone. Gosh, and I'm sure there was there was must have been a deadline that you were trying to to reach. (laughs) Yeah, we're not there yet. I'm still going on this costume. Oh, we've got like what three months left, I think. Three months. Three months. Yeah, okay. oh this was gosh. right at the beginning of the process, yeah. so at least it was an early mistake. But yeah. uh, still a hard one. Yeah, hard one I've been like, oh, I spent like twenty. You're like, what one do I go for now? Because all the it was you went went for a cheap route. <laughs> yep. Because it's cheaper to get a, a medical one than yeah, yeah. a SFX one. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Let's learn yeah. the hard way on that. <laughs> it's okay. I learned. Yeah. I learned. Listen, I think, but I, like wigs are not my forte at yeah. all. I'm le- I'm very much learning wigs at the moment, and so I feel like I'm going to make a lot more mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it's okay. But it's... you gotta own them exactly. And, and I actually, the, what I did was I'd been putting the progress up in my face, uh, my Instagram story, and so when this went all wrong, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just put in my Instagram story that we had to wash it out. And so it was like I kept it there and I've kept it in the the work in progress book that I'm making, saying that we did have I did have to do that and I did have to fix it and change it because even though it's for a competition, I'm like, well, I might as well own the fact that I made a mistake and I had to fix it. Yeah, because. And- the judges will appreciate that they'll appreciate yeah. that you've got yeah well i learned you know yeah and you Absolutely. also noticed this with the wig it took the shine out because you used a certain mm-hmm. wash so it actually made it look more natural as looks, pink hair yeah. can look natural yeah. <laughs> as possible you know? so yeah pink hair. <laughs> yeah i definitely uh, think we should be owning things like the mistakes we make and the fact that we've taken a long time to get somewhere it's mm. it's important absolutely I'm also mildly jealous of all these people who are coming, like everyone who's coming into cosplay like now, when I'm like, you have so many resources. That's when true. I started cosplaying 10 years ago, we barely had YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. It wasn't the same. <laughs> no. But then you so have jealous. all of those years of experience under your belts. And, <laughs> and, I, and, now, and now I also have all those resources. So yeah. it's great. It's great. Yeah. I wish I'd had that. I wish I'd been able to have that. That's fine. It's good, though. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty incredible what we have at our fingertips, really, and all the tutorials. And, I mean, in some ways, it's it's almost overwhelming when you're trying to learn something new. And I, I love the SheProp group because we can just pop a question in there real quick. And, I mean, I know I can go to YouTube and figure this out, but, you know, I'd rather ask ask my, my little group. Yeah. I love that group. I think <laughs> sharing all that information is... <clears throat> just strengthens the community absolutely Mm -hmm. like you don't necessarily want someone to go hey how did you make this whole costume because you'll be there like (laughs) that's all where do i begin (laughs) yeah that's a big question but like if you just if some uh so i was talking with isa who's in the sheephop group and she's awesome uh and we've been friends forever um and i was like i don't even know where to begin making armor like that's just not something i understand i don't understand how to make patterns and so she was just like, why don't you come over and we'll have a day where you can show me how to do sewing and I'll show you how to do armor. And I was like, yeah. So we spent like a whole, I think it was two days in the end. Oh, wow. And I stayed over. Yeah, yeah. Where I made her a basic block for one of her dresses she needed to make. And I helped, took the measurements and made the block form for her and fitted it and showed her where the darts and everything go. Uh, and she helped me make the armor patterns that I needed for both my uh, chest plate and um cauldrons and it was really good because it meant that because we were doing it together other to a greater or lesser extent could start understanding what was happening yeah and that was great and that's what i love about groups like this as well because if someone's made a tutorial 
uh, they can just share it. They can be like, you can be like, hey, how do I do this? And someone go, oh, here's this resource. Yeah. Rather than you having to hunt through hours of the internet. And often, if, you, if that person has this resource, you can normally go, oh, okay, I don't necessarily understand this step. What did you mean by this? And they'll be able mm-hmm. to explain it to you. And that personal community mm. level is really important. I think yeah. it's very good. Absolutely. So. And you can have all the little extra tidbits as well. Yeah. You can have all the sneaky, like, oh, you could use this, but I use this because I have this effect on it. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go with you that you know, yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Um, well, Meg, I wanted to ask you some questions. Um, the uh, there in in the in the new volume, there is a section about posing for yeah. photography, which I think is great, and I think that's some that's an arena that I think a lot of folks are still trying to find. I think for me, and, and I'm getting a little better at it. My husband is a photographer, so I have a little bit of an advantage. I'm always practicing with him. Um, but uh, for someone who is is new, um, do you have any do you have any tips? Something that you would give, like a newer cosplayer or someone that has a new a new costume, um, and they're just entering into a like the first photo shoot or they're, you know, what what kinds of advice would you would you give? Alrighty, so I would say practice in front of a mirror and mm-hmm. build your confidence that way, so you know your typical poses because <laughs> when you're at a convention. You have the flyby photographers that'll be like, can I get a quick picture of you? And then you have the photographers that'll be like, right, let's set something up. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing your flyby photographers, you want to have your typical free action pictures of being dynamic or with mm-hmm. your with a weapon, just knowing your angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're with the photographers that are setting stuff up, um, there needs to be more communication of um, from both sides. Because if the photographer is just taking the snaps and you're not getting the feedback, you might not like something. You might say, oh, no, I've got a bit of a double chin because I'm doing a weird down posture look. That doesn't really, that, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not only um, just on the cosplayer side, but it's also on the photographer side to give that confidence to the mm-hmm. cosplayer, especially if it's their first shoot. They, it's really important to mm-hmm. um, communicate and not be shy of going, oh, no, you're pulling a bit of a strange face. How about we reset, like relax? Uh, and then how about you think about this instead? Because um, we, we do a lot of testing, like me and Ollie do a lot of um, shoots together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it's really handy because Holly knows how to work in front of the camera. But sometimes you'll be like, nope, your your face has just gone beyond what's okay. <laughs> reset, oh <my> reset. Yeah, you'll be like, But it's like, um, so for the cosplayer, it's, not to be shy about asking the photographer what uh-huh. what's going on and what they're seeing, just so you can go, oh, I don't really like how my bo- my body's really twisted. I don't like that. And then you'd be like, okay, so how about you widen your stance instead of mm-hmm. twist, but you know, facing away. And it's it is I think just being more comfortable to communicate is the number one thing. Like if you have that, then you can build something together and you feel happy with it. Um, that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I think from the cosplay point of view, so if you're in front of the camera, a big thing to do is not just only practice in the mirror, but find as many three-quarter or full-body mm-hmm. shots of the character as possible mm-hmm. and look at their standing stance. So you can get, if you can copy that, mm-hmm. you know, I when I'm learning a new character, I'll often get a lot of pictures of them either on my phone or my laptop or print them out and put them around my mirror mm-hmm. and oh. have them there. I can practice the facial expressions, the look, yeah. uh, if it's a 
specific actor. So someone like Eddie Redmayne, he has very standard looks in certain places, uh, that kind of thing. And then you you kind of get them in your head. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes, like, we often will be like, okay, certain songs help me get into this character or something. Yeah. So you put them, if you're in studio, having the music on yes. of certain characters or a certain feel. So if, like, you know... Uh, you're doing something like punky, maybe like some blondie, something like that. Yeah. So you can really kind of get into the mood of it. Like you don't just have one sense when you're in front of the camera. Absolutely. You you not just you're not just physical. You need to get your head in the game. It's so. a methodical process yeah. of yeah. getting there. Yeah. Like even down to the way they walk. Like when we're Hux and Kylo Ren, <laughs> uh, we get our like murder faces on and people move out the way. And it's great because then you don't have to worry about the lanes in the cosplay areas. Yeah. You just you you be like, oh, it normally takes ten minutes, but it's five minutes for us because we're Kylo and Hux, yeah. uh, which is great. And um, yeah, you really gotta like assume this persona. Um, and if you assume a persona, it it becomes much easier to get in front of that camera and just be grumpy because yeah. not everyone's smiley and happy and joyful. Yeah. You can be a horrible, horrible, sinful character um, like us and um, (laughs) shout uh, very strange things in front of the camera to get the right face, which is oh my gosh, yeah. The communication thing, you're right, and not being shy with your photographer. Mm. If you need to, if like you're being a character who's quite out there in any way, whether that be anger or emotional or they're really happy or whatever, if you can ask your photographer, can I yell at you? Can I like? you know, be kind of using you as a prop almost. Yeah. Kind of. oh, yeah. If you've got a person there, you should kind of, the best way to get something to look real is to do it. Be verbal. <laughs> and, yeah. Because yeah. I had a Wolverine and we were in the middle of the convention floor and I was like, oh yeah, do the typical like Wolverine, like you're reaching out with your claws and you're going, yeah. and he was like, okay. And he just went, Oh. and everyone around us just looked and I was like oh my god if you told me that you were going to go at full volume I would have been a bit more prepared but everyone's staring at us now I'm scared oh my gosh well that's really like, getting into character but that's great though and, and I think that the energy behind something like that really translates oh, on, I mean, on the in the photo thing. it was amazing yeah, yeah. Was I, I just I, I did something like that recently in a, a shoot for um, my Ravenna, the gold queen. And um, the photographer is wonderful. His name is Koopa Photo. Um, and he said, okay, I want to, because he does amazing composites. And he said, okay, I want you to, I want you to get like really expressive. And I want you to do the, the part. There's a scene in the movie where she is um, kind of screaming and she's got this like black like she's about to die and she's got this black stuff and it's like she's this last moments and she's trying to regain control of, of things and she just can't and so she's screaming and so I made I'm sure everybody in there knew that I was going to be doing that and that was the first time I'd ever done that before and that was kind of cool yeah. <laughs> but it, it really it really required me to kind of let go just a little bit yeah and I had to remember like I spent I spent a long time on this costume I can spend just a few moments getting a little bit maybe uncomfortable and but but put but to put myself out there and try this like this is yeah. a new thing for me try it out and it it was great <laughs> yeah it's a good feeling because yeah. you know if you're giving it 110 percent, you're going to get such a good reward from doing that yeah. and it's, yeah and it's a laugh you can laugh about it afterwards you've got to have yeah. no shame yeah. um in some ways like that mm-hmm. oh. um just go for it just really yeah. enjoy it be the character because it's a good reward afterwards. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, um, I, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that the cosplay journal has a, such a photography oriented, uh, presence, uh, because that, uh, I, I, feel like that is an important part of the cosplay world because we do we go to conventions and we interact with photographers and we want to have these amazing photos of our of our work and we spend so much time on this so it's it's nice to have the perspective um, and the influence of the photographer so great will you be um, adding more um, photography kind of um, tips and highlights and things like that in future publications well, um, not into volume three because volume three is more focused on, uh, I think, well, uh, <laughs> it did have a theme and, and then it sort of fell. It kind of fell apart because people <laughs> dropped out, but that's fine. That, that happens. happens. Um, but it's more, uh, we're looking more into things like we have a piece in volume three, we're looking at a piece by a psychiatrist about consent. Uh, oh, wow. And the idea behind yeah. sexual consent and how that that translates to environments like cosplay because uh, it's so important it, yeah. is, it is a community that is full of young people and and a lot of young girls and they are often in vulnerable positions and that's something mm-hmm. where we need to talk about it we mm-hmm. need to we can't shy away from it we can't be embarrassed about it we have to talk about it Absolutely. Uh, especially where things like the Sigmund stuff coming out yeah recently someone who was like a mainstay of conventions for a long time who had you know a lot of access to young girls Mm-hmm. I can't take advantage of that. Uh, you know, it's something where we felt it was very important to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we have that. We also have a piece on race facing going into volume three. Oh yeah, yeah it's all man. light. It's all fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the nice ones out of the way. Now it's time to cut into yeah. their hearts no, um, and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we also have a piece on puppet making, so it's fun. Yeah. So we have puppet making. So it's fine. Yeah, puppet making. <laughs> uh, but volume four does have. Volume four is the plan is to have another photography based piece, another kind of expose. Yeah. Photography one from another cosplay photographer. Well, we have expressions in. Oh, we do. We have an expressions tutorial. Yeah. So we're talking about not just body posture and how to pose, but it's it's more about the expressions and how. Um, yeah, you just you, how you use your face <laughs> yeah. and the best, yeah. the best, most efficient way of using your face. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, and we have uh, our photography team is all assigned female. Yes, at birth. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the big one we have. Yeah, is, um, they're all gals and non-binary pals. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I think we a big part of what I was doing when I was putting the team together was to try and bring people who who I felt would give a different perspective on things, mm-hmm. uh, as I've talked about. And one of the big things I noticed was, and this is not to say that male photographers not, are not good. They are. They're amazing. And there's lots of amazing male photographers out there. They're all great and wonderful to work with. This is not anything to do with them. But I wanted to completely remove the male gaze from the journal. Mm-hmm. And to do that meant working predominantly, not always, mm-hmm. but predominantly with female or female-assigned photographers. Mm-hmm. because you get a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the most obvious one of that is actually in the second volume with the Black Panther shoot, mm-hmm. where you have Black Panther, who's a superhero, and he's often portrayed, and as many male superheroes are portrayed as, very strong and masculine and Wolverine. And, yeah, uh, all muscles. All muscles, you know. Um, whereas the shoot we did for Black Panther is so... He's powerful, but it's like this soft... Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kingly. He's very, you know, you respect this man, kingdom. but he's yeah. not. 
he's not intimidating in a way mm-hmm. that you're like you're scared of him. You're more like I respect him, and yeah. that that was a really interesting shoot to do because even the cosplayer was like, oh, I haven't really shot him like this before. Like it was yeah. very different. It was new for most people involved. Yeah, um, so that was a big thing we wanted to do with the photography. Yeah, to kind of focus in on making it feel very much its own thing and to keep that feeling with all the different photographers that we've worked with. Yeah, we take location very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, the, I think the features of the features that uh, the featured photographer in volume four is Carlos. Yes. Carlos Adama photography or it will be. He has said yes, whether he changes his mind. Well, <laughs> I say this now. It's like uh, it could completely change. Who knows? No, we've uh, said it now. We've said it. Has, it. To do it. <laughs> it has to do it. Carlos, has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who is a, another photographer, wonderful photographer yeah. that I've worked with. He's great. And I've worked with him for many, many years. Lovely guy. So good. So great. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to be very different, which will be good and very interesting. Yes. So, yeah, it'll be cool. It's lovely seeing everyone's styles because you do go, oh, that's my one. Oh, yeah. no, that's Laura's. And yeah. it's really nice. That's fancy. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Really, it is really great because we all have different backgrounds from our photography as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zampi, as far as I... Cinematographer. I, cinematographer. Yeah. And um, Laura does more wedding-based stuff. But she's also, mm-hmm. like, we all dip, dip our toes in the cosplay community. So it's just different areas. Like, I really enjoy editing. I mm-hmm. prefer that process more so than actually taking the shot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do enjoy like bringing out like we shot the uh, um, Vicky who's our front cover on volume two in the most least suspecting place for uh, a mermaid photog- like photo shoot. Um, it was like by this river. But it didn't smell too great. Um, oh, <laughs> it was a factory. Was a fact- there's a factory in the, in the background where I had to shop that out. There's a car park in the background, which I think even in some of the photos you can still see the glints of the cars. And I'm like, oh. couldn't do that. And I had edit you out loads of them, loads of photos of full body shots of. Oh my gosh! I never would have even. I would love people to try and spot my big edits because. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. Keep playing lights down. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I because you're not too familiar with how light works. You're learning, and I'm very proud of you. But um, so I issue one had no lighting except for reflecting light sunlight. Yeah. That is all we did, and because I just didn't have the budget for it, I just didn't have the money. Um, and then I went, mm, I kind of do need that because um, once we got to Ghost Rider. And his light, it was impossible to light him. It was very difficult because of all the light on his head. We used used camera light phones to get the light on his face again. And it worked, but it was like, oh gosh, that's not so pro fresh of us. I think the funniest one was the volume (laughs) first we did. And we were literally at a convention and we just lost the light. And we were like, what are we going to do? We had a very dramatic day because you almost (laughs) thought, oh yeah, that's That's a whole other story. in the garden like uh, airbnb like working with this uh, cosplayer and we were like we've lost the light I it's don't know completely what black it's, completely it's dark. october um and he was like i've got some torches in my other costume so go and grab them we we're like yes and oh, we wow. lit the thing yeah these, two like, torches and my torches phone. and a phone <laughs> it worked they're beautiful oh my gosh and, uh, and it, sorry that the torch meaning uh, for well, you're not sorry. lighting anything on fire. <laughs> no, 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 a flashlight. We did nearly light something we on fire. We did light something on fire. That was other thing. That was not to do with the dirt. <laughs> that was just me oh being an gosh. idiot. That was you know, a fun well, time. Well, 
we'll have to do like another another podcast sometime of like the the stories behind the stories yeah. <laughs> the photography <laughs> mistakes yeah <laughs> everything that went wrong yeah but the do's and say. don'ts yeah. of photo shoots is be fire trained if you're gonna work for fire <laughs> oh my goodness wow. yeah. well um so uh we can find uh so you can find the uh journal uh Cuthbert journal volumes one and two on amazon right now yeah. um, you can also order them in barnes and noble and okay. foil you have that in the states so okay. uh you can get that or you can if you go on our website which is the cosplayjournal.com nice and easy mm-hmm. um <laughs> literally and go through to new issue you will find every single link to where you can get it around the world <laughs> like Perfect. every single one yeah. you can get Good um, but if in doubt amazon um okay. so amazon don't they're not great with small publishers so uh it might sometimes get a little delayed but that you will get it eventually uh we just want to apologize in advance for okay. amazon is that of our control <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah well, listeners, please please go find the uh, newest issue. Go find the first issue and um, support this amazing uh, publication, The Cosplay Journal. And um, we can find you on social media at The Cosplay Journal on Instagram. I did find that. And do you have a Facebook presence as well? We do. It's just The Cosplay Journal on Facebook. The only okay. one where we're not The Cosplay Journal is Twitter because... Okay. I'm an idiot, and so it's just cosplay journal with a no. Wasn't there a limit? There's a limit on Twitter that all that. No, there was a limit, but it's not because of that. It's because I forgot (laughs) why I signed up to Instagram. Oh, you fool! fool. I know. uh, But cosplay journal, it it works better. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you can find us pretty much everywhere. Yes, Um, we're very connected. We are. We try to be anyway. So yeah, all just look search for the cosplay journel on all social media, and you'll be able to find us. You'll get us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, again, thank you so much for doing this so last right. minute for me. It's been wonderful. We've been talking for almost an hour. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I know. We'll, ha- we'll have to do it again. I'm reserving some more time with you both yeah. for <laughs> for, uh, for a future date. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. And again, listeners, please go check them out um, online and get their publication and show them some love. This is a really important, amazing project and it's beautiful. The publication is gorgeous. I've seen it. You're definitely going to want to have that in your, in your library. Um, and again, I'm Beverly from down in creative studios and see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>